Connecticut has revised its breach notification law to require companies to report breaches to the state attorney general. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group. And to discuss the revision to Connecticut's breach notification law is Connecticut Attorney General George Jepson and Assistant Attorney General Matt Fitzsimmons, who heads the AG's Office Privacy Task Force that implements the data breach law. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking time to chat. Nice to be here. How does the law differ from the old one and why was it changed? There's really just one significant change in the law. Under existing law, it's already against the law for a business or a not-for-profit to lose private information about individuals, things like credit card numbers, social security numbers, dates of birth, and the like. And the Office of Attorney General has enforcement powers to investigate and make sure that the, the company takes appropriate steps to mitigate any potential damage from that loss uh, and, where appropriate, uh, seek, a, seek a fine. Uh, it's a it's an unfair trade practice under our current law. What does not exist under current law, though, is the requirement that companies notify the Office of Attorney General when such a uh, breach occurs. The principal change in the law is that to make that a requirement going forward, businesses or not-for-profits who lose personal information when they contact their employees or their their customers whose data whose privacy has been breached, they also have to contact my office as well. In announcing the implementation of this new provision, you said that since the original law made no requirement that your office be notified in the event of a breach, enforcement was difficult. How so? Have there been incidents where your office either didn't take action against a business or had action delayed because the AG wasn't notified promptly? Well, we'll never know the full scope of what data breaches went unreported. They just dealt with it on their own. Obviously, you can't prove a, a negative. When we did learn of data breaches, however, we aggressively follow up with businesses. Matt, are there any instances where we learn some significant period of time subsequent to an event? I can't recall any specifically, but but that's exactly what we're trying to avoid because, as the Attorney General said, you know, we're not aware of what we're not aware of. So uh, that's exactly what this provision is, is meant to address. Last year, you established within the Office of Privacy Task Force to help enforce the data breach notification law, and Mr. Simmons, you, you head that. How does the Privacy Task Force work? I think give just a quick historical background. This is George Stepson talking, and then Matt can talk about the um, uh, implementation with what's been done. Uh, when I came into office 21 months ago, uh, one of the things I quickly discovered was that it seemed like a scarcely a month would go by without some significant event where information, data breaches, and, and the loss of private personal information. It ranged from laptops, healthcare records being hacked into. I decided that it was, rather than being reactive to it all the time, we needed to explore how to be proactive. Because the number of different areas, uh, healthcare connection uh, with, with their uh, financial services, Assistant Attorney General from all three of those those areas and departments, and asked Matt Fitzsimmons to to the task force with the goal of of trying to come up with proactive strategies, identify best practices around the state so that could take appropriate and the profits could take appropriate steps to prevent these accidents from happening. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's exactly what you know we on the task force are trying to do. The primary goal was to centralize our effort in you know, both law enforcement investigative capacity of the office as well, but also on the education front, you know, educating both consumers and businesses about the law, and maybe more importantly, you know, educating ourselves as an office and, and as members of the task force on what current practices are, you know, across the various industries. 
terms of data protection. We really try to centralize all those efforts through the task force, and, and that's why all privacy matters you know, run through you know, my team on the task force, just to make sure we have kind of a unified and as uniform as we can uh, approach uh, you know, and practice towards these things. Who's on the task force? Three other AAGs on the task force with me, although one of them now, because he moved into a different department, is busy enough with, with other matters that, that he is not as active anymore. But the, the two other main AAGs on it with me are AAG Tom Ryan in our healthcare fraud department, Lori Adami in our finance department. With this implementation of the new provision that requires reporting breaches to the Attorney General's office, you're providing an email. Is that is that is that the formal way people would report breaches? Organizations would report breaches, or is that just to get information about reporting breaches? They can inform us by mail or even on the phone. The email provides a, an easy way for and reliable way for them to make contact. How effective is the existing law? The existing law, and Matt chime in, is, is I think very good because it empowers us to make detailed inquiry of the business or not-for-profit as to exactly what occurred in the data breach information. We, we, we sent out a very detailed questionnaire about when the breach occurred, how did it occur, the, the nature of the information that was divulged, uh, the number of people who were affected, and what steps the, the business has taken to determine whether there's actually been a harm and what steps are being taken by the business to make sure that this kind of event doesn't happen. Again, tightening up their internal procedures, for example. And then depending on their responses, uh, with the threat of the fines that we can seek in court, we can push them to adopt better practices uh, and where appropriate to, to punish them. If um, we determine that it was a purely accidental, very low risk of an actual harm occurring, that the, the business act or not-for-profit uh, not acted in good faith and, and quick, quickly followed up and you know, informed us that to make sure that there was no harm and they proactively took steps to, to fix the whatever the cause was for the breach, uh, we, we, don't, we generally won't seek a fine. Another interesting aspect of our law that, that I think is fairly unique, I'm, I'm not aware of other states that have a similar one, is the requirement to consult with local, state, and federal law enforcement in the event that there is a breach, but the business or person feels that the risk of harm to individuals is really minimal and that sending out the notice wouldn't really be a good idea because the risk of harm is so low. That's proved useful in the past because businesses, they have a breach as defined by law, can reach out and let us know what had happened, provide us with their risk analysis and their rationale for saying that, you know, there really is no likelihood of harm here. So we don't think we should notify people and maybe unnecessarily scare them that their information's out there when it really isn't. And I think that's proven pretty useful in the past. Do you have a number of actions the state attorney general has taken against organizations in Connecticut? Number of actions, I'm not sure. I, I think just recently I was looking for a presentation I was doing, and, and I think within the, the year or so since the task force has been around, I, I think there's been a little over two dozen investigations to one extent or another. Some resolve via formal or informal agreement. Uh, some resolve differently. Is there a time limit? Do organizations have to report a breach within 30 days, 60 days? Just without unreasonable delay. Uh, there's no specific time limit noted in a statute. And, and I think for, for our purposes and from our point of view, it would know, really vary by, by the circumstances of each case. Are you expecting to be investigating more breaches because of this new law? We don't know what we don't know. I assume that there have been recently cases out there where businesses in breach and they didn't inform us. 
anyone else. And so we become aware of the law, likely that we will receive those complaints. Also, a growing problem, not a shrinking problem. It's a dynamic just because of sheer volume of information that's being stored in different places. And so my, my guess is that this will be a this, is, this issue will continue to grow on our radar screen. Does the new law go beyond what's required under the federal breach notification requirements of HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, which requires breaches to be reported in 60 days? HIPAA and the breach rule, you know, and HIPAA generally is, with respect to state AG enforcement, is basically a federal floor. I mean, states are free to enact, in some ways, more restrictive provisions of law as long as they don't conflict. You know, meaning basically if, if the company can comply with both. So I, I don't think it necessarily conflicts. It could mean 60 days, and in some cases could mean you know significantly less. Nearly every state has its own data breach notifications laws. What jurisdictional problem does that present in protecting consumers in Connecticut? Would a national data breach notification law to replace state laws be better? There's been lots of talk about a national breach law for several years, and there hasn't been much traction in in Congress with them. You know, I, I think as as the High Tech Act really made clear to everybody, with federal enforcement, that that always is to the benefit of of consumers who are trying to protect with those laws. Also, my guess is, given our U.S. Congress and the strength of business lobbies, federal law would be considerably weaker than what we have here. Is your law limited to businesses that are based in Connecticut? Can can you go after businesses that transact business in Connecticut? Uh, I, I think it could be both. I don't have it in front of me. I, b- I believe it says any person who does business in this state, w- which could include the collection of information from folks in this state. You know, I, I think businesses as a kind of best practice or at least sort of safe position to take typically notify consumers in all states and don't just try to nitpick with the laws and notify only those that they may be explicitly required to. Well, I thank you, gentlemen, for taking time to speak with me. Well, thank you. Enjoyed it. I've been speaking with Connecticut Attorney General George Jepson and Assistant Attorney General Matt Fitzsimmons. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.